Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art that's available in the comic book industry. From trivia to book discussions and to interviews, this is Indie Comics. Alrighty, it's an any mini woo! <laughs> I'm all alone. My my co-hosts were busy. They have lives, and I don't. But I am so glad because I have a great person with me today and a great life now with Ryan Katie. <laughs> Thanks, man. Happy to happy to be here. I'm glad I could fill the the space. No, it's all where good. Your, your co-hosts used to be. No, I literally uh, just didn't tell them. I just <laughs> wanted to interview you by myself because I haven't seen you in so long. And which, which is weird. I know. Is, I mean, I've been away, but I've been here for most of the California shows. Yeah. Which, so it's it's odd. I know. Uh, well, like uh, to, we haven't in the night. I, Jeff has been going to Long Beach. I haven't been. Um, because like this year, because last year we went to 28 cons, and this year I was like, I'm gonna go to like not that many. I'm not doing 28 again. And so I, I didn't go to Long Beach and a, a couple of the ones. WonderCon was like crazy. But um, yeah. But like I, I've been wanting to talk to you and and everything, and then. I kind of had like the opportunity because I love, of course, obviously I love my co-host. I love Jeff and, and uh, Maddie. <laughs> I did not forget her name, um, but um, I love having them here. But I just wanted to talk to you because like this is one thing I think is absolutely amazing because I love independent comic books. I love everything about them and kind of knowing you and Dylan and a few other people throughout the years, especially from Top Cow. Like Top Cow has been like your y'all's or the booth has been like my like favorite place to stop at just to say hi to you guys and talk to you guys because i think you guys are just legitimately passionate and really just nice and caring and um you know you you don't yeah and there's just something about you that i i just i feel like i've connected thank you man appreciate it i've always felt connected to you, like you and dylan and, uh, and the other and the others as well and um i'm just honestly le- legitimately very happy for what you've been working on and what have you oh, been working you, you've been working on uh magdalena and uh warframe and a few other yes. things as well. Yes. And a few I also, things, a few irons in the fire. <laughs> I saw on Comixology, are you, okay, And I, but I didn't see the name when I looked into it, though. Like, sure. did you work on an Adventure Time comic? Yeah, I did. Um, I was in uh, Adventure Time Comics number 18. Uh, so that had, I think, uh, three stories in it. And so it has a story from me. Uh, and the premise is like, what if uh, Marceline's dad won? That uh, is amazing. Yeah, it's like, a, well, thank you, thank you. I was really stoked on it. They let me do it. <laughs> From the beginning, I was like, when I was, it was one of the pitches, I sent a few. It's like, I just want to do like heavy metal magazine style, but Adventure Time. And I'm like, I just want that. Uh, and so <laughs> hopefully I succeeded. <laughs> okay, so let, let's start from the beginning and we'll dive into sure. that a little bit more because I'm a geek out about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so like, how did you get started? You worked at Top Cow. What, what did you do and how did things just kind of get the ball rolling? I mean, the, 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 the short version of that story is that uh, I, I was desperately angling for an internship at any comic book company, and I drove all over L.A., and I emailed anybody I could get to begging for internships here or there. I was ready to travel. And, um, you know, I had emailed a few people before and not heard back. And uh, on I, the specific day, I think it was like a Thursday, uh, I drove to, like, boom, and, like, fucking like bongo uh just like, i remember like, I bongo uh i went to their office unsolicited uh and did not <laughs> make friends uh but no I, I drove i drove to every comic book company in the vicinity anywhere i could possibly go i was like handing out resumes and it did not go well it was very dejected and then i got home that day i couldn't find top cow's office by the way because smart of them not to make it super easy to <laughs> <laughs> they don't need people like me bursting in 
Uh, but that day, after not finding their office and getting kind of rejected from every other place I went to, I got home to an email from uh, one of the uh, people working at, at Top Cow at the time, and they said that they were interested in maybe bringing me on as an intern. So it worked out. It was a good day. That's awesome. Uh, what, what year was that? Oh, man. Uh, 20... 2012, 2013. Okay, maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I'm a little hazy on the on the time. Uh, I think it was maybe so. Maybe it was like it was a year after the Cyberforce Kickstarter. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I don't even. It's all. It's all a blur. <laughs> you know, it's just so fast paced. <laughs> you're, you're just such on a high ledge right now. You're just like, what was I that back then? Knows. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then I was just an intern for five or six months and uh then somebody quit and they started paying me to do like random shit i think i was (laughs) i think it was technically like an editorial assistant but i was just doing whatever and then somebody else quit and i bumped up to assistant editor (laughs) uh and then someone took a leave of absence and i was an editor while they took a leave of absence and then they left for good. And then I was tough as editor for a little while, uh, <laughs> which was a really weird career path because from the beginning I was very much like, look, I, I just want to be a writer. I need the experience, but um, I just really loved the environment and working with them. And I, and I love being a part of that office and those people. And, and even though it, you know, editorial was r- not at all what I wanted to do, just being able to help and contribute um, yeah. was really nice. So, and from there, I mean, um, you know, just a, a couple of years ago, I mean, I, Matt always knew that I, I was not there to be an editor. That, that was just a, yeah. I was there because someone was there who could do it. Um, but you know, uh, before my move to New York, uh, a year ago, um, I told Matt, I, like I sat him down, I'm like, look, I, I'm moving to New York in seven or eight months. And I really, I was like, I really, really want to just write full time. And, and, you know, that's what I'm aiming for. That's what I'm going for. And he was very, very gracious and helpful and really helped me make a lot of contacts and, and move uh, forward in the industry. That's awesome. Um, so when you went to school, did you study, you know, uh, literature or like, what did you study in college? Uh, so I went to UC Irvine uh, and I went in undeclared. Uh, <laughs> As we all do. Which was a, which was a mistake. <laughs> Uh, and then I, I, I added a cognitive science major um, because I wanted to be uh, a psychologist or a psychiatrist, depending on if I had the, the guts for med school. Uh, and then after a couple of years, I was, I was writing the whole time. And after a couple of years, I added English. And uh, like after a quarter of English, I was like, man, I, I have no interest in doing psychology. <laughs> <laughs> I finished out the major, but I was like, I have mm, not yeah. for me. I guess I'll be a writer. But, but the, that's got to help, though, like, for you to understand and like get in kind of mindsets, though, of your characters, I guess. I don't know. Something I always I hope about. so. I mean, at the very least, it's like interesting fodder for like weird, uh, like jumping off points and, and bases of interest for like cool stories and stuff. Um, definitely. And it's 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 a uh, it's it's helpful to be like have buzzwords to throw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. Yeah, we met at. I'm trying to remember what con it was. I I feel like we met at, at like WonderCon like four years ago, maybe no three years ago. I would say. Yeah, I think three years ago WonderCon was when Image, Top Cow, and Skybound had a pavilion, so that would make sense because WonderCon, Top Cow doesn't usually booth there, so I think that was probably three years ago. I think. Yeah, and, that, and that's crazy. Um, so. 
when you work uh, okay so you worked alongside with matt a lot right with with um magdalena is was that the first one no or was no, it uh, uh i so early on uh matt when he was writing f99 and then generation and all those That's right. and uh, actually for a lot of his series he likes to do usually about like after the first arc he likes to do like a fact book kind of thing like a hidden files or whatever and they'll be like you know, a few pages of story and then a, a lot of like information about characters. So I think Aphrodite nine hidden files was the first one. Um, I know you did something. It was an art book as well. And then it was Aphrodite nine. I saw. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sound, that sounds like a thing I did. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So Matt, Matt would have me kind of help out with those. Cause he knew I wanted to be a writer and he, you know, it was something he didn't really have time for. And it was, uh, it was a very good, Hey, yeah. you kid, come here, do this thing, you know, <laughs> did he kind of become, I mean, obviously he, it sounds like he came, uh, became one of your like mentors, but who did you kind of look up to before even, before even Matt or even going to top Cal, when you started writing, who'd you look yeah. up to? I mean, I, I grew up reading a lot of Stephen King and, uh, Gaiman and like a lot of the older, uh, horror people, um, like uh wow i mean obviously like lovecraft and poe but um <laughs> wow what the fuck oh man how am i blanking on her name um haunting of hill house um oh jesus good god how am i not and the lottery <laughs> uh shirley jackson shirley jackson yes. um haunting of hill house is like one of my favorite fucking novels ever uh, and it's like when I, I i mean i've always wanted to like work on horror but that was like oh my gosh like look at this elevated to the next level art form uh but it was mostly i mean honestly uh, it was, I was reading comics as trade paperbacks mostly for most of my life. I was not an avid single issue collector. Yeah. Um, and so I was very, very disconnected from the, like the view from the inside view of the industry. It was more just following, uh, you know, premises and stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, it's funny. I, I, I will out myself as being very young by saying this, but when, uh, when new 52 happened, it was sort of like a big wake up call. Me, a lot of my friends started collecting again and it was this idea that, holy shit, these guys are getting these, – these people are getting paid to write these books. Like being a comics writer is a real job that these people really have. And it was sort of like blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> I had quite made that connection before. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I sort of like – that's when I started really making a hard effort to transfer my efforts into writing comic script and not just like short stories and stuff. Were you more interested in novels since you, you, know, you, you, said, you mentioned you know, Stephen King and Neil Gaiman? Like was yeah. it was mostly it was mostly short stories at that point. I had a few short stories published, and I and I had the the inclination more towards maybe being a novelist or something. But I just I I wasn't sure if I had the stamina for it, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I might not. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, what, what would you for me? Yeah, what would you what would you do if you were given the opportunity? If they were like you know you can create your own comic book, um, you know your own comic book run, or you can have a like a like a published book novel. What would you do? And they were, and they paid you like a bunch of money up front that you didn't have to work for a few months. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I, part of me wants to just really like get a novel out there, but just knowing me and, and knowing how I feel and work better, I, I feel like I operate much better in the comics medium. I feel like any comics I create. Are, are going to be better than any novels I, I may attempt to create <laughs> down the line. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll get my head up my own ass one of these years and decide I'm the next great American novelist and then turn out some medi mediocre, uh, B list horror thing and, uh, get it ignored. So, so are you going to be working on any horror comic books then? Yes, actually I have, um, I have a new creator owned, uh, coming out soon, uh, oh, that has been 
kind of soft announced uh, with Top Cow, but we'll be talking more about it soon. Make a real announcement, but it is Ooh. a it's like a sci-fi horror. Thing. Nice. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm excited. Re- oh, thanks, man. No, I'm 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 really excited about it. I uh, I turned the second issue into my story editor uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was like. He was like, "Hey, this is like he he was very very complimentary. <laughs> it got me really excited. I'm very I'm very uh, Im- imposter syndrome yeah. with creator especially. Um, well, so do, do you still I'm, geek? I'm yeah, do you still geek out? I mean, you're still in you're you're in the middle of that world now. Like you 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 you've escalated, but do you still kind of feel yourself Jennifer Lawrencing about comic books? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, you know, it's it's um, I definitely I, I've gotten a lot better about not being super weird about people you know about like being <laughs> creators and being like oh my gosh i'm such a big fan uh but i definitely still read books and just be like fuck you're so good i i, I sometimes i'll just like read a comic and i'll just be like fucking why are you die you know like i don't want i don't it's not fair that you you can make this and i can only make this and, and you exist in this incredible thing you know i uh i i do that probably one probably once a month with my with the books that come out i'm just like ah damn <laughs> That's how I feel about like Bo Burnham's existence. I'm just like I can do, I can do a few things okay, but like everything that I can do, you can do like a billion times better. And I hate you, and I love you so much. <laughs> but uh, oh my god, that's so crazy. Well, how do you feel about okay? So when you when you were going around driving around to offices left and right trying to look for a job, how did you feel about indie comics back then? Especially since you said like you know you had this new you know like ignite or I can't think of the word now but anyway it's but like with with new 52 kind of like spun comic books a little bit more prominent in your life what what did you think about independent comic books I mean I'll be honest I was definitely more of a tights and fights type reader at the time you know I was I was more into the capes and stuff but I am and I was always a big DC kid um DC was which is why getting that fucking DC talent workshop uh uh, spot was life changing for me. Right. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I sometimes forget about it or believe that it even really happened to me. Uh, but no, I. Uh, you know, honestly, I was reading. Um, you know, I was reading some uh, indie stuff, obviously, because of like some Vertigo stuff uh, and some yeah. Dark Horse stuff, a few image things here and there. And I very distinctly remember. Um, I I had read a few image books like Nightly News and stuff, but I'd never really like owned. I never like gone out of my way to buy a bunch of image books. And I, the San Diego, I had technically started at Top Cow, but I wasn't at San Diego with Top Cow. And I wasn't like really, I'd been in the office a few times. And at that San Diego Comic Con, I was there just visiting with friends and just doing the fan thing. Uh, and I remember just going to the image booth and just buying <laughs> like Saga and Bedlam and oh. uh, everything. All the, that was like all the first trades were coming out for all those amazing books. And yeah. it was just like, bup, 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 uh, educate myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So when you started writing, or when, once Matt was like, I want you to collab on here, did you just start reading a bunch of stuff? Just be like, okay, what the fuck am I going to write? Like, okay. <laughs> What's my gonna What's gonna be my inspiration? <laughs> Honestly, dude, my my first week at Top Cow was literally just reading every Top Cow book. Like they, yeah. they, they they were like they were like, what Top Cow book have you read? And I'm like, well, I've read Think Tank and After ninety nine. And they're like, what about Witchblade? And I'm like, I know of Witchblade. Yeah. I've I've read a little bit of Witchblade. And they're I've like, seen cosplayers. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the anime. Uh, yeah, I, they, I just basically like the, my first couple weeks there was just like me reading everything. Uh, so. So basically getting into the comic book universe or like, 
you know, industry is kind of like any other job where they're just like, all right, here's training 101. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that's so cool. Well, like, where does it go from here? Like, what do you, how do you feel about, um, you got that, yeah, you got the DC, um, that DC spot, which is awesome. The spot, what was it? The, the uh, new talent development workshop. It's several adjectives that sound like that. Yeah. That come before the word workshop. It's really fancy uh-huh. lack of stuff, <laughs> but like, I mean, what, what goes on or what's going to come from that? Like, you don't have to tell me about like projects that you're working no, yeah, on, but sure. like, what do I you mean, want? Oh, I mean, I want. You know, I mean, honestly, I, I want to do a little bit of everything there. Obviously, you know, I, I, I have my eyes on a lot of DC things because that's, you know, what I what I grew up on. But, yeah. you know, also I have I have a couple, more than a couple, I have a few creator-owned things in the works right now, um, a couple other little licensed things that, I, that I'm uh, pitching for and aiming at. Uh, but, I mean, I, I can't think, I don't really think there's a comic company out there right now that doesn't have something I'd like to work on, you know. Yeah. I, well, that sounds a little mercenary and I, and I don't want to be, I don't want to, I'm not like I need to be everywhere, but you know, I, you know, I want to, I want to tell uh, as many stories as I can, exactly. uh, can whenever I can, you know, Dude, I'm, I'm totally there with you. Like, uh, especially like with just recently, like, especially since a lot of the publishers are now kind of not rebranding, but like they're, they're trying all these crazy new things. And you're like, God, I just want to, I'm going to jump on a new, like, shared universe bullshit. Like, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, how, how do you feel about, like, the shared universe of comic books? Like, now it's, like, it's so prominent now. Like, where before you're like, okay, there's a couple groups together, and that's kind of cool. DC and Marvel are doing it. But, like, how do you feel now it's becoming prominent, like, in Valiant and everywhere else now? It's hard because I think from a just like a sheer practical economic standpoint I'm like does the market really have the strength to contain yeah. multiple big universes where where all these books are interconnected but I mean just as a fan I mean I think we can all like really love when you you know <laughs> when you're when you're fucking reading Spider-Man like you even just as minimal as like oh you see the human torch in the background or oh Daredevil shows up for like a page um I I think that speaks to I think I think a lot, most people really have that love for continuity. There's something like, oh hey, yay, <laughs> um, which is why, right? All of these shared movie universes are so fucking popular. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I I mean, like I I, I want to believe that all those things will succeed, and I'd I'd love to to get a chance to to work on some of them and and, and see them flourish. But it's really you know anyone's game. I think to see. I mean, what's gonna what's gonna thrive and what's gonna not you know yeah do you think i mean do you think it's smart though like your opinion (laughs) (laughs) um i i mean if i if i was doing it today i i wouldn't go out and do a a shared universe i i i don't think that uh i would be uh super into that but um I, I I think there are smarter people who are better at marketing than I who can who can make something like that happen. Um, I mean, but yeah, I'm there with you though. I think it's cool. Like you can say, yeah, they're in a shared universe, and they'll pop in for a panel or two or in the background. But like, that's just a lot of writing, a lot of continuity errors, and just also like you mess it up big time. Like DC and Marvel both have. That's a lot of work just to fix it. <laughs> But that's just exactly. me. Sorry, I can't talk. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess. Anyways, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't. Well, I don't want to say that. I'm gonna go <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely. No, I. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I, 
I'm joking about playing it safe, but honestly, my, my opinions are, are disappointingly milquetoast. I'm usually just like, I hope it works out for everybody, you know? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the horror more. Because I, yeah, I, sure. I want to hear more because honestly, there's not enough horror comic books out there. And uh, like, what, did you, what, is, what do you think is the scariest fa- or your favorite? Wow. Um, you know, I mean, everybody, I mean, the temptation is always strong to say lock and key because everybody loves lock and key. Yeah, and lock and key sure. I forget uh, you know, like, honestly, like, it's, it's like, feels like a classical cop out, like nonsense thing to say, but I, I really love the Alan Moore swamp thing is, is amazing. Yeah. Oh my um, God. Yeah. You know, I mean that just to read it and watch like the, the sheer reinvention of, of that character and like diving into the existential horror of that book. Um, and I don't know why horror comics seem so hard to do. I, I don't think they're difficult. Uh, yet it, it feels so often like they don't flourish. You know, like I love uh, Jake Saman and Morgan Beam have this image book right now uh, with Jen Hickman is on the colors uh, called. No, no, Morgan's not drawing it. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. Uh, Jake Saman and Morgan's husband, Jorge Corona, uh, is the artist and Jen Hickman's the colorist. Uh, it's called Number One with a Bullet. Huh. Uh, and. And I think it's really fantastic modern day existential horror. It's all about like uh, online connectedness and like cyber stalking and stuff like that. It's, it's really fantastic. Um, but you know, it's it's I, sometimes it's hard to to name a really popular horror comic. I feel like it's weird that horror doesn't necessarily thrive in comics, which I, is, I is so strange to me because it's a visual medium. You'd think it would just be yeah, no brainer, but. Like, it doesn't have to be a jump out scary because, I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do on that. But there are so many things where you just kind of twist things. Like, even a campfire tale, anything like that can really exactly. mess you up. Exactly. If Goosebumps can scare you, I feel like a comic book can scare you. I, I will honestly say one of them that has, especially has come out recently, that really messed me up was Witches. Scott Snyder's Witches. Oh, Witches, Witches is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like, when people told me, they go, no, like, this legitimately, like, freaked me out. I, I read the first volume and like we really want to do that book as well. But like, dude, that, that thing really messed me up because I was just sitting alone one one uh, one night and I turned off the TV and I was like, I'm going to go to bed. I turned off the TV. It was just pitch dark. And I just started thinking about it because I was just I just got done reading it like a few hours before. And I'm just like, all right, fuck that book. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, my God, it's crazy. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, let's just. I don't know what else to ask. I mean, I don't want to keep you, and this is awesome. I just love hearing you. And, like, I don't, like, we, this is the most we've been able to talk about you, and that's actually, like, why I'm really glad that we I was able to do this by myself and just kind of get my questions out there and also just say hi. Hi, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> but, um, oh, man, that's so cool. Um, I, and uh, a couple other things, I guess. Like, do you sure, think, sure, sure. what do you think about, um, like ind- independent comic books of this being like the golden age, because right now I feel like this is, we were finally at a point where indie comics is not just like independent comics anymore. It's pretty much anything as opposed to like, I mean, there's web, you know, there's web, web comics that are just going absolutely insane with Kickstarter and all this other stuff. Do you think that this is kind of like that one huge mount like peak moment of independent comic books and from here it's just going to evolve even more so i mean um uh heavy question yeah yeah yeah. um (laughs) i mean honestly uh so like i would say look it's it's definitely the golden age of indie comics for 
consumers. No yeah. question about it. I mean, with the amount of publishers in the direct market, web comics, like you said, um, less traditional avenues, people like Spike Trotman, like doing her thing, just sort of separate from Diamond and the direct market and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and like, uh, I think also for for a lot of creators that presents a lot of amazing opportunities too. Uh, but I think possibly the only not even danger there, but like the the thing that makes it feel less like a golden age is that all these publishers, there's tons of them, and they're all making great stuff, and they're all competing and taking bits of the market. They're not necessarily generating as much as enough of a new market for how many uh, books they're they're putting out and how many people they're they're taking the spots up. So it, it's a lot more competitive in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. Which competition is is always the best thing for the consumer, right? It's amazing. So readers are getting the best comics they're getting, uh, but it becomes a lot more mercenary to navigate as a, as a creator and a publisher, especially when DC and Marvel are doing so much. So I could definitely see that. Awesome. Mm. What was the first independent comic book you read? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Uh, if I say the nightly news, I know that's not true. Uh, cause I'm sure I've read stuff from before then. Um, but that is just one that, that jumps to mind yeah. uh, at, at image from reading, reading that, um, earlier before I was anywhere near the scene or anything like that. Uh, but I, I'm sure, I'm sure I read something else before then. I mean, you could count Sandman, Sandman, Sandman obviously you can count, you can count Swamp Thing cause that's Ver, Alan Moore Swamp Thing's Vertigo. Yeah, that's true. So, but I mean, if we're talking not big two, that is, that is the first one that jumps to mind reading nightly news in, uh, I think my last year of high school, I think. Nice. No, but that can't be right. I was, I, I'm not that young. Anyway, I was, I was, <laughs> I, I read Lightly News right when it came, when it came out in trade paperback. And I, I remember somebody handing that to me and being oh, like, man. whoa, comics are fucking metal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I started reading, I, I was reading Bone and my friend was like, oh yeah, this is really, it's a really, really nice comic book and not telling me about the rest of it. And like, so I'm like reading it and I'm just like, what is happening to the story? And it's <laughs> just like, just getting all the way to the end being like, oh, okay. And that's, I just like, I was like, I need more weird shit. I need to stop reading, you know, only Batman. <laughs> Yeah, just venture out there. I mean, I remember obviously I was I was obviously like I think a lot of people uh, when Walking Dead really started taking off, you know, digging into that as well and and digging yeah. into the other Skybound books, um, which you know doesn't sound like that long ago, but honestly, it's like what what season are they on? Like eight or nine? It's like what? Yeah, I don't even know. Eight, I don't eight, I, eight, I, eight years ago. <laughs> Time's a flat circle. I know. Uh, you know. <laughs> True story. Words from a writer. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't had... I came up with that. I definitely did. You know, Ryan Katie, 2018. <laughs> um, awesome. Is there anything else you want to say before we, uh, before we? I guess, we end? No, I mean, thank you for having me on, man. I, I love to come on and yammer uselessly about myself. It's my, it's my favorite thing to do. I'm very uh, interested in that horror book, so we'll probably do that in October. How about that? Definitely. definitely. Oh, awesome. Uh, Halloween, spooky times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be launching in the fall, so... I'll be able to talk about it more officially soon. Nice. Um, but yeah, I got that, and I got a, I got a few other things coming out. I'm working on a, a webcomic thing, actually, Ooh. that is also a horror thing. Nice. Uh, and then uh, a couple other indie things, and then a few other pitches in the fire for uh, licensed freelance work and a couple other guys. But, uh, sh you know, can't say who. Yep. I, I won't uh, say uh, anything. No, but uh, yeah, if, uh, I guess if people want to, 
I don't know, cyber stalk me or whatever. Uh, I'm on Twitter <laughs> at RyKady, R-Y-C-A-D-Y. It's it's 90% stupid screaming about internet nonsense and, and 10% my work. So if you enjoy... <laughs> If you enjoy bad opinions and occasional shots of my work, that's that's the place to find it. And then like all of Twitter though, pretty much at this point. Like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm part for the course. You know? Right? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan, so much for being on here. And I'm gonna do our Happy. I'm gonna do our outro, I guess, now and script. Oh. <laughs> but um yeah, thanks for listening in. Our podcasts are available on iTunes and any other podcast app, and of course the website, thegrandgeekgathering.com. We have articles, events, and other podcasts for you to enjoy as well and to stay updated. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and I stream on Twitch. And the intro is, is has been provided by bensound.com. And you can find Ryan Katie's stuff on Comixology. All the links are going to be in the article on the website. And come and join the gathering. Have a great week. Thank you so much, Ryan. Again, you are awesome. Thank you, man. Appreciate of course. it. Awesome. And GGG. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I did it. <laughs>